good evening to everyone attending session here today before we start i just like to give a short introduction of our speaker here today uh, acharya prashant is a powerful voice of social spiritual awakening in today's world he is an acclaimed vedante exegete and an author of over 70 books including the national bestseller karma he is an alumnus of iit delhi iim ahmedabad and a former civil service officer he is an exponent of pure vedantic wisdom a vocal warrior against superstition and inner weaknesses a promulgator of pure spiritual veganism and an expounder of essential human freedom we are definitely looking at a very interactive and interesting session for everyone gathered here today uh, and it gives me great pleasure sir to welcome you to our college uh, bitsplani kk billa goa campus and it's very good to have you here welcome to the session thank you thank you for the kind introduction namaste acharya ji it is very nice to talk to you uh, i am i mean my first year studying ece at bits planning kk billa goa campus and my question goes like this when uh, we get to the root cause of analysis of our mistakes we find two components two major components lying there which are the intent and the action which are at constant conflict with each other for example robert oppenheimer who was one of the uh, lead who was one of the uh, person on the lead team of uh, foundation of nuclear bombs he uh, his intent was good which was to end the world war but uh, his consequences were uh, drastic drastically on the wrong line right so uh, my question is how to go about the conflict resolution between these two entities and my sec- uh, sub question is uh, is it even necessary to bipolarize it as uh, two entities you see vedant is uh, so lucid and eloquent about this if you just have uh, worldly knowledge without knowledge of the self then you are inviting disaster in fact it is difficult to say who is in a worse position the person who is in the worldly sense ignorant does not know too much of how things are in the world science medicine mathematics what's going on in the various countries history such things such a person or a person who knows a great deal about worldly affairs but knows very little about himself so when you set out to unravel the mysteries of the atom when you set out to go deep into the nucleus and split it open you simultaneously carry the responsibility to 
know the human mind. You might be finding this a bit unexpected because that's not how we look at science or scientists. We never oblige our scientists with the responsibility to be good knowers of mind. But if you do not know who you are and you keep increasing your knowledge of what you see, what you deal with, then is it really surprising that what you come to know of by way of science, by way of discovery, will fall into just the wrong hands. And when I say the wrong hands, I do not mean the hands of a few particular persons. I do not mean a movie-like situation where a bunch of baddies is pitted against a few good men. We, as humanity, share a collective mind. Our thirsts, our desires are common and so are our vices. When you are unleashing a colossal source of energy such as the nucleus, how is it that you do not know the collective mind of humanity? How will you do without it? Everything exists for somebody, does it not? No? When you say, no, I am just an objective explorer of knowledge, aren't you being very economical with the truth? Wherever there is a knowledge, there is a knower as well. Knowledge does not exist in a vacuum. Who is the knower? Who is the knower? You are generating knowledge for whom? So it's extremely important for scientists to be self-aware. In fact, it's extremely important for anybody in any position, especially in a position of power, to be self-aware. If you do not know the human mind, if you do not know the human situation, then you do not know for whom are you working, discovering, inventing, patenting, writing, creating, destroying. You are doing all these things without knowing for whom. Please stay with this. For whom? Who is the knower? Who will exercise that energy? Don't you know him? Look at his past. Whenever he has been gifted with or he has stumbled upon something new, something powerful, what has he done with it? 
even today what do we do with anything that carries any power you look at the ordinary man on the street you waste some power in him what do you find him doing social service there are so many people who crave for power honestly don't you know what they want to do with that power yes when you introduced me you talked of the indian civil services half of india's population is is dying to get into those services particularly the ias why exactly do we want that power obviously when you are in front of the upsc board you will say you want that power to do good to the society because you want to bring in positive changes you want to change the face of the nation and such things but look at the ground reality look at who we really are look at our animal instincts you give us our power and all we do with it is destruction we have deep unfulfilled latent unexplored tendencies and any power that we get falls into their hands those tendencies use the power to express and manifest themselves you getting it now you talked of two things intent and action probably you are seeing a dissonance you want to say that the intent can be good but the action execution and the result can go haywire no that's not the case really the intent itself is misplaced the intent has to have a certain wholeness when you say you want to know you must first of all know who wants to know so let's not be in a hurry to give a pass certificate to the intention let's not say the scientists did their work cleanly it's just that the discovery fell into the wrong hands no had the scientists known their own self their own mind they would have known what's going to happen but often the creator of knowledge the generator of knowledge is just as ignorant as the one who misuses knowledge later on now you can't put all the blame on the one who misused knowledge you see we are consciousness and the only yardstick to measure our worth is our depth our level of consciousness the one who is misusing any kind of power or knowledge is operating at a low level of consciousness and so is the one who is creating stuff to be misused how do i give a clean chit to one and castigate the other they both are one though it sounds i know quite unfair as i say it 
you want to say well i mean a fellow is doing something in his laboratory and he does not know what's going to come out of it and uh, why are we putting the blame on him then why are you so concerned about the laboratory that fathered covid simply say they were scientists and they were doing their job and then something just happened out of it it was a spill over an accident so just do not validate this dichotomy because lot of us hide behind this mythical separation when things go wrong for us when we find life being rude to us when the results of our action fall upon us and they are not pleasant we say oh i am a good chap my intentions have always been pious it's just that i didn't go very right in the execution hmm? have you not heard such things i'm a good fellow at heart i'm a good fellow at heart it's just that i didn't know a few things my failures are accidental otherwise my intentions are pure i wanted to but i could not have you not heard these things and kindly give me credit for my intent for my want i'm asking you to not accord credit to mere intent intent without awareness means nothing at all when you say intent don't you want to know whose intent you are the one holding the intent and you are the one justifying the intent you are the one exonerating your own intent my intent is pure my intent is innocent no guilt at all whose intent does the one holding the intent even know where intention comes from hmm? i want to do good things to you but i am operating at a very low level of self awareness consciousness whatever you may call it i want to do good to you i want to do good to you what do i end up doing in fact the fellow with low self awareness but high proclamations of pious intent is probably more dangerous than the fellow whose intentions are obviously vile go back to that story of the king's pet monkey yeah the monkey obviously had good intentions towards his master 
and the master has gone to sleep and a fly is troubling him he is sleeping and a fly is there on his nose on the forehead on the ears on the cheek everywhere the monkey doesn't like that so what does the monkey do the monkey picks up the king's sword and the monkey is all full of good intent brimming with the desire to serve the master and the monkey picks up the sword and the fly is there on the tip of the nose fortunately only the nose and the monkey goes slash slash one clean sway of the sword and the master has been served So are you suggesting are you suggesting that um, one should be more self aware to the core i'm saying the word one does not exist if you are not self aware what do you mean by one who are you if you are not conscious do you exist why do you burn the dead then why do you burn the dead because the dead is no more because the dead is no more no more conscious not only is the dead no more conscious there is no hope no probability that he or she will gain consciousness ever again so you just dispose him off no so one does not exist in absence of consciousness so first of all you have to know you have to really exist just being bodily does not make you existent it's a great fallacy to think that just because you are moving around in a physical sense in a bodily sense you exist you exist when you know otherwise you don't exist otherwise you are just a piece of matter and what do you have to know not the things around you because the things around you come to be known in a very mechanical way in some sense you see even an iron piece knows that there is magnet around does it not it experiences the magnetic field so knowing stuff outside of you is no proof of being alive being conscious of stuff outside of you is just no proof of really existing and if you do say you exist then you at most exist as the iron piece does very conscious of the magnet it is is it not and you bring fire to it and it gets red and then it melts is it not uh, reacting to the environment in some sense is it not having an experience of the environment which you may also if you see call as knowledge 
iron reacts with several other chemicals think of it there is not much difference between this and the kind of knowledge that most people have it's just reactionary so is it not true that one can only know oneself by uh, the reference of surrounding yes of course but when you are looking at your surroundings if the if the very i is not looking at the looker then you may keep looking at the surroundings till the cow go home cows go home and you will never know a thing about yourself so merely looking at the surroundings takes you nowhere now i'll say the intent has to be right hmm? and that's the only right intent to know yourself without that intent all your other intentions will fall flat so the mother intention has to be right hmm? if that mother intention is not right then all your other good intentions are of no value people say they love each other and lovers harm each other much more than strangers do if you look at the cases of uh, homicide hmm? murder and all across the world you will find a staggeringly high percentage of people who have been killed by their lovers their family members their spouses where is it coming from we say the intention is good from our soul desires obviously you, you those desires have to be known because those desires are the content of our consciousness those desires are one hand what on one hand what pollutes our consciousness on the other hand they are so overwhelming that they are the very substance of consciousness so if you just keep saying i i or one one it will take you nowhere this i is a, is a black hole this one is very hollow you have to get into it we say you know one thinks one says one moves one loves one does what is this one what really is its truth that has to be known otherwise the reality just keeps hiding behind the i i not e y i we keep thinking that we are seeing the reality with our eyes we think that the reality is in front of the eyes but the reality is really hiding behind the i so the eyes mean nothing see nothing when the i has not been seen Yes please. Yes, 
and uh, my second sub question was is it even necessary to bipolarize between the two or is it the same thing initially uh didn't get your question please my sub question to the main question was is it even necessary to bipolarize uh, the, the two as uh, intent and the action or they both are essentially the same thing they are the same they are the same they are the same it's just that you know the action is gross visible obvious hmm? irrefutable you can see someone doing something intention is something subtle it occurs in the mind so it's easy to lie about the intention about the action you cannot lie it's right there in your face with proof hmm? so what do we do in our laughable cleverness we say oh yeah i know the action is bad and the results are bad but the intent was good because the intent anyway cannot be displayed as something on the hand you know here is the intent nobody can come and prove to you that your intent itself is malicious so we say no 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 the action is bad but the intent is great essentially they are one essentially they are one and and their mother is consciousness be more conscious let your intent flow from your mother intent to be more conscious when you are more conscious then all your intentions fall in place then whatever you desire is all right then what you want is just the right thing to want but first of all you must want the fundamentally right thing and the fundamentally right thing is to know the one who wants who am i why shouldn't i be better why do i run about like this in wanton directions why does something pull me so much why am i afraid of so many things where is my feeling of the self myself the i coming from these are the questions you must always be alert to and once you are alert to these questions then your desires are worth chasing because then your desires have a certain solemnity about them then you won't just randomly want something or ask something or do something so essentially our life revolves about uh, knowing our own self the one which you are talking about you see you have no life if you are not conscious we said if you are not conscious you are dead so there is no life so don't even say that life revolves around knowing yourself life begins when you start knowing yourself before that you are dead though that hurts us we want to call ourselves alive and all that but in reality we are not we we come alive the day we ask the question who am i before that it's just a piece of flesh moving about very mechanically thank you acharya ji yeah thank you namaste sir uh, so my question is regarding the intention discussion which we had right now so there is a concept in sociology which is latent 
and manifest latent and manifest so latent means that was not consciously desired for example if i'm doing a work uh, for gaining money so that is my manifest function i think about money and that's the reason i'm doing it but latent means i did not think about uh, happiness or i did not think about maybe security i got it in as a by product latent is something which we call as by product functions manifest is what we have primarily thought and did it so intention sometimes can be my intention was to earn money from a capitalistic point of view my intention my prime intention was to earn money but by earning money at the same time i have reduced poverty in the society as a by product i have improved the health of many people of the poor as a by product for example if we consider america being one of the most capitalistic countries its manifest goal was to make more money the economic models goal was to make more money but as a by product it improved the well the economic status as well as health social status of the people so what i was saying is that sometimes my intention can be animalistic like competition defeat ambition as a by product the society can improve right so especially these kind of things i think can happen as a proof in macroeconomics also we say that because complete economics works on a, on gaining capital or money now if it happens by by product can be good so in those scenarios am i benefiting or the society benefiting even with a evil intention no no not at all you are relying just too much on probabilistic randomness you are hoping that even if you move about with your eyes closed you may just accidentally reach a great destination that may happen one in a thousand times that would be the exception rather than the rule but it's obvious that cannot just happen if the us has done a certain amount of good to the world it is because of some conscious values that that nation stands for instead of talking of those values you are you are talking of the us as a money making machine the fact is when the world or a huge area of the world was uh, is still engrossed in very primitive kind of uh, values and ideals the us as a young country rather the youngest country chose very liberated ideals for itself so whatever good the us might have done to the world is because of what it fundamentally stands for do you find the statue of liberty wearing a garland of dollars or is it carrying the flame of freedom so it is the statue of liberty that has done good to the world not the us fed 
and if the US Fed has been good to the world, that's again because of the values it stands for. Are you, are you getting it? Equally, wherever the US has been on a blind uh, and unconscious pursuit of money, it has caused grave damage to itself and the whole planet. Don't you know of that? So, do not uh, fall in the trap of attribution error. The good that has come to the world from America is because of one thing. And all the nonsense that has come to the world from America has been because of another thing. You are mapping the wrong result against the wrong kind of cause. In many ways, the US has been a blessing to the world, the land of the free, the land of opportunity, the land where you can express yourself without the, the burdens of ethnicity, caste, religion and so many other things. And in many, many ways, the US has been the worst thing possible to this planet. You have to account for both. Do not mix the two up. Yeah, yes, sir. And uh, just a follow-up question to that. Uh, one of my professors used to say is that our, our life needs a purpose. So uh, the research or, or the desire to be the most wealthiest person or to get that promotion or to publish this paper, these all things provide us purpose to our life. So now we, one of this concept which you are talking about is, I should talk about more about that I before going to the purpose, knowing about the I. But does that from a uh, practical point of view, does uh, knowing the I make my life better or having a purpose make life, my life better? Whose life? Do you even exist? Whose life? My life. Whose life? Life of this body, maybe. The body has no life. The body has only programming. Do you call a programmed thing as alive? Hmm? You write a piece of code. Hmm? You go and get it an Aadhaar card. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, in circling back to the same thing, then the focus has to be first on I and knowing. I, no, not I, first, not first. No, 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 it's not sequential. It's not that way. It's not as if the first the focus has to be on knowing the I and then the focus can be on other things. Self-awareness is a continuous process. It's not as if you have to first get a bachelor's or diploma in self-awareness and that makes you eligible to gain admission in other things. It's a continuous thing till your last breath. And the earlier it begins, the better. And it should never end. It should begin early and never end. Continue till your last breath. How do you become self-awareness? Your friend who 
was speaking to me a while back, put it beautifully. He said, can there be awareness without engaging with the world? Can you know yourself? If you, if you are not engaging with the world at all, it's just that we are anyway engaging with the world all the time. So, you want to know your thoughts, the thoughts will always have a subject, an object rather. Hmm? No? The thoughts will be about something. So, you require that something to have that thought. It's just that you don't have to additionally bring that something into your life. Something is anyway always there in, in the field of your consciousness, in your life, in front of you. So, something is always going on. You are thinking about something, you are going towards some place. You are passionate or emotional about something or someone. You are looking at something. The world is always there. Now, when all this is going on, the entire game of sensory perception and the associated internal reactions, thoughts, feelings, passions, likes, dislikes, fears, this entire game is going on, right? It's going on all the time. It's happening even right now at this moment. It is concurrent to this that the process of self-awareness happens. So, even as this entire mechanism is busy engaging with the world, there is something in you that is using this engagement to know itself. There is this engagement going on all the time, all the time. Never do we exist, not for a second, as an independent, isolated, self-dependent entity. We are always related, associated, we are always doing something. Now that doing is the opportunity for yourself to know who you are.